Welcome to She Wants Everything, where we talk about everything. Nothing is off limits, from conversation topics of life struggles, to life meanings, to dirty drama, fashion do's and don'ts, and even the dating scene from a Gen Z. I'm She, a biracial Gen Z child who loves to love everything. For a while, people have told me how I should live my life and what I should do and what I shouldn't. Eventually, I learned my own ways in good and hard ways, but a lot of the things that people used to pass advice on to me was how I can't have everything. And as a person who wants everything and loves everything, it was hard to accept. And in order to gain something, you do have to lose some, which I understand now, but that doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation about everything. We're here to discuss every single aspect of life. So if you're interested, come and join me for the ride. Welcome to She Wants Everything. Teeter-totter with, I guess you could say, in my life. It has come and go in phases of my life, um, but recently I have kind of felt it come back even more. And yeah, I guess we're just going to dive right into it. Um, So it really does scare me. Um, Most of the time I don't like it when I don't please people overboard because I feel like there's this huge guilt wave that comes over me and it's just a really weird sensation um to be honest I have no idea where this comes from when I was doing my research a lot of like psychologists and different articles were saying that it can stem from your childhood as like most things do apparently but it also can just come from like the fear of rejection which is like a huge one for me and The thing about my childhood is I don't remember anything super, like, vivid happening. I would say that I had a pretty great childhood, especially with the circumstances that I was in. I grew up in a very, you know, pretty stable home with my mom and my grandma and my grandpa. Yes, technically it's not very traditional, but in the same way, like, we still made it work. I'm a recovering people pleaser, and yes, it's tough. I don't like asking for help. I don't like having the feeling to rely on anyone and upset anyone by any means. There are people in my life that I do know that are totally okay with for asking for help and, you know, if they need things to be guided with things, they have, like, no shame of in the asking game, which I commend, you know, to a certain degree because it's impossible for one single person to know every single thing. And it's not... This is where it gets messy because it's not even that I think that I know everything this lifetime. I know that there's a lot of things that I don't know, but it still is a part of people-pleasing where I sometimes, actually a lot of the times, cannot get myself to pick up and just ask the question. Again, I don't know if it's because I'm too scared that people are going to perceive me a certain way or get rejected in a certain way, but this is the type of feeling that I have with um, people-pleasing. And there was also a phase where I was like, you know what, Rachel, just put yourself out there and be selfish. Be selfish and try consciously your best to not people-please. I feel like during those phases where I consciously try to make an effort of being aware of how I'm acting around a person and what I'm asking for from people or, you know, just my interaction with my social group, 
consciously making the effort does help it. But the moment that I kind of let my self-esteem go and I kind of start making excuses for myself of why it's okay to bend over backwards for someone is when it becomes a problem. I would say as a people pleaser, it's really easy for me to act kind of like a chameleon, you know? Uh, I would go in one setting and try to kind of change my colors and try to change the way I behave just just so that I could please that certain social group and then I'll go to a different place and then do the same thing and honestly it's exhausting it's exhausting and at the end of the day when I come back home it doesn't make me feel good I also believe that you know again people pleasing just kind of comes from a side effect of my low self-esteem we did a whole youtube video on this but self-esteem and self-confidence two different things in my world but I have one and not the other I do believe I know my worth and I do believe that I do have semi-decent self-esteem. However, I have a really bad habit of trying to seek validation from external circumstances, whether it's in the situation or people around me, and it has gotten better. It's been a roller coaster. Some months, I'm like on a high of, you know, my confidence and my self-esteem, and then I feel like the moment, again, the moment where external circumstances kind of don't go the way that I hoped, which is just life. You know, you, you can't have the good without the bad. Self-esteem, I f just plummets. There is a long way to go. Um, for a while, this whole people-pleasing phrase didn't really cross my mind until I saw an article, actually, that popped up on my, like, newsfeed one day. People-pleasing and how to stop. It was weird because it was just a random day when I came across this article and little did I know I felt like I was struggling with this. I also did talk a little bit about it, a little bit about the topic in my therapy sessions prior, but I didn't really dive in too deep. And everything that they were listing the signs for of, of people pleasing seemed to fit most of my personality during that time. And same with my therapist when we were talking about it. There were certain signs that I remember taking note of that actually crossed with this article. The first one was struggling with authenticity. The second one was quick to agree when I don't really agree. The third one is huge, constantly apologizing. Constantly, constantly, constantly apologizing. Number four was arguments and conflicts, uh, something that I really hate and something that really I can lose sleep over. And it's like, it gives me anxiety to the extreme. But, you know, there are many more of symptoms and I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a expert in any sort of field um and these are just some of the main symptoms that i was feeling in my own life also this article and this reference came from healthline.com just in case you want the reference going back so people pleasing is really interesting to me because the people pleasers of this world will bend over backwards emotionally mentally to do so much for people who usually don't appreciate it. There's this one instance where I remember getting into an argument with one of my friends and it wasn't necessarily anybody's fault. Um, it just happened to be kind of a s shitty situation. Immediately she like lost it on me. I don't know if she was having a bad day or I don't know if this was just type of her demeanor or like her new attitude I was seeing and I felt awful as a people pleaser and 
I just didn't like the fact that we had a conflict. I don't believe most people like conflicts. I felt guilty, I felt horrible, and honestly, I was just really shaken up. And I remember even, like, sitting on my bed and my hands were, like, legit shaking while, like, texting her back. And I immediately, the first reaction was to just apologize. Like, I'm so sorry, like, this happened. And I sent, like, a long paragraph of, like, point A, point B, whatever. And going back into the text, it was just a bunch of BS. Uh, I remember reading it and being like, wait, why am I apologizing for this situation that I did not even cause? And I don't even think that she necessarily needed to apologize to me. It was just an awkward situation with a trip planned that happened to not work out. It was just like, you know, the budget and the cost and the time and the schedule. It was just, it was just an awkward situation. However, because she was upset and because she was so angry with me all of a sudden and pissed off, I, the first thing that I wanted to do was make sure that, you know, she knew that it was going to be okay and that she, for some reason, felt comforted in this situation. In retrospect, like, as a friend, you should always, you know, try to comfort your friend. However, there are just certain, there are just certain things. And there are just certain situations where, as a people pleaser, your first instinct is to want to apologize because you feel like you don't feel good about the conflict. You don't want this conflict in your life anymore. But the reason, the issue with apologizing like in those situations is I find myself apologizing a lot more constantly. You are in a situation where you don't feel like you need to apologize, but you feel like the anxiety and the fear of wanting to apologize, that is where it's a problem. And that is where, you know, you just got to take a few deep breaths. Just sit there. Breathe in and out and think about it, you know. Think about why you're apologizing. And if it's a good, genuine situation and reason to apologize in, then so be it. And, you know, you got to know and you have to admit when you're wrong. But if you're just doing it to please that person and you, because you want to make sure that this person knows that you feel a certain way about her or him then that's when it becomes a problem you have to be able to differentiate with people in relationships whether it's friendships family friendships um romantic relationships whatever type of relationship it is you have to always separate you have to differentiate with people in your life in your social setting whether it's your friendships romantic relationships i don't know family friends how does this person make you feel versus how do you feel about this person? And this is something that is kind of like, you know, mind, mind twisting because it is so true and it is something that I have come to really realize with a lot of different people in my life, especially being away from them, is how do I feel when I'm with this person and how does this per versus how does this person make me feel? Why do I feel the need to apologize? Why do I feel the need to please them on a constant basis based off what good reason? And this kind of ties back in with seeking validation. For me, it gives me a lot of anxiety knowing that somebody doesn't like me. Um, 
And, you know, this kind of comes with confidence and kind of comes with other things. And I've learned to get a little bit more comfortable with it, I guess you could say. But most people don't like it when people dislike them. I mean, it's just human nature. It's a fact. Then it becomes another problem with people-pleasing. Because I don't like people disliking me. So even if they have different morals, different values, different rules than me, I used to, I no longer do this anymore, I've gotten pretty good at this part of people pleasing, but I used to bend my rules, I bent, I used to bend my morals, I used to bend my opinions just for that certain group or those people, just so they know that, you know, I'm cool like you, or you think you're cool, so I think I'm cool too, and I'll bend myself a little bit here and there just to please you, just to make you feel like I can fit in. And this ties back with people-pleasing, seeking validation, and my low self-confidence. And the only thing that it ever left me with was exhaustion and more anxiety. To this day, I find myself being scared of authority, um, whether it's my parents, which parents I feel like it's okay to be a little scared of, um, but authority with friends who honestly don't even have authority over me. But for some reason, I feel like they do, and I fall back into the trap of people-pleasing from time to time. However, there are some coping methods that I had worked out with my therapist about a year or so ago. And I also just want to touch on this whole authority thing, is no authority. Like, authority is something that I created in my head. than me, so... Oh, she, she can treat me like whatever. I just want to be clear. I am not better than a person just because I have X, Y, and Z. And I am not less of a person because I don't have X, Y, and Z. And the concept here. This is something that also was really mind-twisting me. Because this is something that I didn't understand. This is something that I didn't grasp. There is no authority. Unless we are talking about career-wise and you know you're at work and you're talking to your boss obviously there's certain rules there or if you're talking to the CEO of a company or you're in a business meeting those are all different things it's really calming when you finally realize that hey I'm not better than anyone and nobody is really that much better than me we are all riding on the same title and that is called being a person. At the end of the day, we all have feelings, we all have emotions, we all have different knowledge in our brains, you know, different talents, habits, whatever, hobbies, but there is no authority. So stop acting like people are in charge of you when they're not. Leads me to my first point for my coping methods. First thing, or I guess the first or second thing I kind of had to realize was that having my own opinion is not a bad thing. Um, it's not my obligation to follow everyone around me. It's not my obligation to agree all the time. Um, I talk about, you know, feeling out of place a lot on my YouTube channel or my podcast. I talk about it a lot. I and I talk about it a lot with my friends here as well. Um... But something that I realized is that we are meant and made to be our own individual, and that is okay to be a little bit different 
in the sense of having your own boundaries and your standards and your opinions, not only from like what society might tell you, but also family and friends. I didn't say go be an arrogant asshole. I said it's okay to have your own opinion. But at the same time, always keep an open mind. And by having my own opinion, I have also realized that, you know, when I disagree with someone, sometimes you just got to agree to disagree and leave it at that. To swallow. Me learning to accept the concept of that it's okay to have my own opinion was a huge coping method for me because I finally realized that I don't need to morph into somebody that I'm not. I don't need to agree with something that I don't agree with. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just different, but there's nothing wrong with it. And moving me to my next point. So authenticity is hard. Authenticity is... It should be easy, but ironically, it's it's hard. I would, see, I would be straight lying to you right now if I wake up every day feeling like I could be myself and that it would all be easy and okay. It's not. And authenticity, it's weird because it's something that comes easily to me, but at the same time, it's, it's like the hardest concept that I feel like I can grasp. Um... My therapist reminded me to do exercises that help me dive deeper into myself and let me feel about what I want to feel about my life and my reality and myself and just kind of go from there. The first thing is journaling. I talk about journaling all the time. Um, Journaling is seriously a great coping way. I know that like we've gotten really lazy with their just finger typing on the computers or voice memos, but journaling and writing down, you know what, if you don't want to journal, I know some people just keep voice memos to themselves and they'll just save it on the folder on like the laptop, um, that's totally fine, and I just write down, you know, what I'm feeling that day, what I want to accomplish that day, sometimes I'll do it morning and night, sometimes I just do it at night, sometimes I do it morning, I definitely don't do it every day, um, because I'm not perfect, However, writing down affirmations to help boost my confidence and reprogram my mind um, for the better, it all really helps with authenticity because you dive deeper into what you like about yourself and what you don't like about yourself and maybe what you might do to change those things that, you know, that you might be a little insecure about that are fixable or, you know, how you want to accomplish this in your life and how you want to be a better person or whatever it is. Getting it out somewhere, either speaking it into your, you know, camera or writing down in your journal and staying consistent with, that is all important. Another point that my therapist reminded me of is that I don't necessarily owe a lot of things to many people in this life. I actually don't owe, I don't think, I truly don't owe, I feel like, A lot of people, I feel like the people that I do owe are my grandparents, my mom, um, and a few close friends that have helped me, you know, through different journeys and aspects of my life. I will never, ever, ever discredit someone who has helped me get somewhere. But there are a lot of people in my life that I overcompensate for and feel like constantly that I owe them something. 
And I used to hear this phrase a lot, you know, all over social media. A lot of influencers and a lot of powerful people would always be like, you know, I don't owe anybody anything. I don't owe anybody anything. I saw it, but I never really truly comprehended what they were saying. Really thought about even applying it to my own life. Maybe because I'm a people pleaser. This one hits me hard because a lot of the time when I bend over backwards to please a family member or a friend, um, when I bend over backwards to like please someone, do I think it's great you know giving gifts here and there of like you know giving their time or if your friend of course you can't be selfish 24 7 you know there has to be like some sort of balance but the problem with um people pleasing is that it's a it's a 24 7 all the time thing there's no balance rather you're always putting someone else's schedule and life ahead before yours i used to think that was being selfless but I actually don't think it is because a lot of the good or nice things that I was doing it, that I was doing for people, the intention behind my action was coming out of guilt and fear and like seeking validation rather than me actually wanting to do something good for someone. This is something that I've also actually really improved on. I feel like in the past year, if I'm doing something nice for somebody now in my life, it is generally generally and genuinely coming from my heart i don't feel the need to do it for every single person that i know and if i do do it for a certain someone that certain someone is probably someone special to me prior to this year i think i would do a lot of nice things for a lot of different people to make sure to overcompensate and to make sure that they like me this caused me a lot of internal frustration and burnout with my friendships and myself because I didn't understand why I wasn't receiving anything back. And that is the complete wrong mindset I have. And that's not being selfless. That's not, you know, being like a good person. It's just straight people-pleasing, seeking validation, and hurting myself. Um, And this was something that I really had to separate again. If I could go back a year ago, you know, and tell myself in prior years, I would just tell, you know, that version of Rachel and be like, you don't owe many people things and, you know, if you want to do nice things for people that you do it for the right reason. Why do you want to do this nice thing for someone? I now want to do nice things for my mom because I believe that she's really sacrificed a lot for me and my family or I want to do a nice thing for a friend because she's really added value to my life and really has lifted me up. That's not people pleasing. That's just being like a decent person and being in a good relationship with someone but the other version where it's like i'm going to go out of my way just so that this person doesn't hate me is no bueno and if you feel like you have to do things to keep people around that's absolutely not it (laughs) you don't need to do a lot of things and major things to keep people in your life and if that's the case and That's not the people that you want to surround yourself with. I came across this quote, um, and I used to clown on quotes being like they're so cliche, but quotes, honestly, really, really hit hard. And it said, do good things for other people without the intent of not wanting anything back. I don't know who it was from, um, but if you know who said that, please, please let me know. But I absolutely love that quote because it's so true when I do good things for other people I 
now I have come to peace with it. I'm doing this because I genuinely love and care about this person and my joy comes out of their reaction and their satisfaction and their happiness, not from me and not wanting something back or not wanting the validation of that person or not wanting, you know, a gift back in any sort of way, whether it's physical or emotionally. My pure intent now when I do something good is for that person because I I care. I think I used to go overboard with a lot of different people in my life, whether it was emotionally or giving a gift physically. I'm allowed to just be myself and treat people, you know, with basic respect and not go completely overboard for every single person that I, comes in my life. Although that the healthiest relationships only come from people on both sides making equal effort, not just one person who is constantly guilt-tripped into having to correct themselves or put in more effort or constantly needing to apologize. It has made me realize that there are two ways of feeling about a person, how I feel about a person, and how does that person make me feel. Not everybody needs to be my best friend, and not everybody needs to like me, and vice versa. It is not a bad thing. It's just life and relationships. The next point is apologizing. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I literally like to apologize for way too many different things and I could have a list that would go on and on and on and probably could be an own podcast in itself I also observed that a lot of women do um I remember I was talking to this guy once and um I said sorry for something that was so stupid I kept saying sorry over and over again and during our conversation he like paused and just texted me back and was like Rachel why are you apologizing it's okay to have your own life you're busy and you have your own schedule and I felt like when this dude said this to me it was like a major light switch that went on my brain because nobody had a really ever told me that you know every single time I apologize it was just kind of like yeah like you should type of situation or they just didn't feel the need to call me out but driving home from um dinner that day and in the car ride home I, I I was just absolutely stunned at the fact that this guy that I was talking to said this to me it didn't it just never crossed my mind I was so conditioned to say sorry for things that were not worth the apology and I cannot emphasize this enough as people pleasers we cannot apologize for every single thing there's no point there's just no point so now I make my best conscious effort of not apologizing when I don't need to. And yes, it does feel weird at times because I'm just like, well, shouldn't I? And it is breaking a bad habit, so it is going to feel weird. And, you know, it's a bad habit that I've had for so long. But trust me, it's so worth it. I'm not perfect and I don't not apologize in a lot of situations. But I've definitely gotten better at it. I would say from like a young age, I pretty much had like low self-esteem when it came to differences of opinions. Just so that people, you know, would love me and think of me a certain way and not be angry with me and that I wouldn't have conflict. Um, and this also, again, ties back to my fear of rejection. But to be honest, in this lifetime, I have really been lucky and don't get rejected to a lot of things. 
And this leads me to my point of rejection. However, you know, I did get rejected to a lot of competitions, um, a college, um, maybe some hangouts and otherwise, not much else. Um, I don't think, again, just like conflict, nobody really likes to be rejected, but it builds character and resilience, um, which I have come to realize. However, it is a deep, deep, deep insecurity and fear that I'm trying to get over. Fear of rejection is something that I constantly deal with. Um, So when I have a different opinion and when I have, you know, something that I truly believe in and I feel like I should change for the other person because of the fear of rejection, it's, it's messy. But at the end of the day, we all go through our lives in our own way and you know and that's how we form our own opinions but that we shouldn't be shamed for it and we shouldn't shame others for it of course there are certain restraints you know but for the most part it's not something for me to hide behind and I can't let myself not do certain things just because of the fear of rejection my mom always tells me (laughs) to stand tall and face the world I used to think that was stupid but honestly she's not wrong We should all stand tall and face the world head on. So now you have heard about people-pleasing and how it's affected me and different coping mechanisms that I use. Please, this is unsolicited advice. If you feel like it's not going to work for you or if you feel like it doesn't work, do not force yourself to use it. Um, But I always want to bring my podcast on back to a positive note. I learned my lesson and it made me realize a lot about myself and people around me for the time being. And I'll share five things. One, just because I give in doesn't mean that people will always give back. One, just because I give doesn't mean that people will give back. Two, some people are just really here to take from all the givers. Three, I need to stand up for myself because who else will when I'm on my own? And I'm not here to please everybody's feelings. Otherwise, it would be my full-time job. Four, my authenticity is what motivates me to keep going. And I can't just let it go for another person. Because I feel like I need to put that person before me. Five, in life, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my actions, my calls, and my reactions. If that upsets someone else, then thank God that I don't live for someone else. On that note, today's podcast episode is about people-pleasing. Here's to taking care of ourselves before anybody else, understanding that if I want to make others around me happy, I must make an effort to be the best energy within myself first. Thank you. She Wants Everything crew. Bye-bye.